This is Adventist World Radio broadcasting in English from Pune. Hello and warm welcome to you as you join us. In our program today, we have music coming to you from Heritage Singers and Jody Melashenko. A story on Little Orphan Lamb. Thought for the day is taken from God's word on the topic Teens and Jesus. I'm Maureen. I'm Sharad. And you are listening to the Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope. To begin here's a song God's gonna bless his children been listening to a song by heritage singers on Adventist World Radio and now our friend Helen Charles will tell a story on the little orphan lamb i am here to tell you a story and i know you will find it very interesting on a cold day in the spring a shepherd called william found a dead lamb in the field Its mother was standing over it calling ba ba wondering why her baby couldn't get up William moved the mother sheep aside and picked up the dead lamb he didn't know why it had died but he had an idea that just might make the mother sheep happy again 
You see, one of William's other sheep had twin babies, but for some reason she didn't want to feed the littlest lamb. Whenever it would come up to get some milk, the mother sheep would run away or kick it. She only took care of the bigger lamb. The shepherd could have fed the little lamb with a baby bottle, but since he had a mother sheep who needed a baby and a baby lamb who needed a mother, he decided to make both of them happy. This is how he did it. As soon as a lamp is born, the mother sniffs it all over and remembers its special smell. No other lamp smells like hers. If any other lamp but hers comes up and tries to nurse, the mother sheep will kick at it or run away. The baby has to cry and run around until it finds its own mother. Only its own mother will let it have something to eat. William knew that the mother sheep had smelt her lamp before it died. He had to put that special smell on the little orphan lamp so the mother would think her baby was alive and again and would let it nurse. So he cut the wool off the dead lamb, draped it like a coat over the little orphan lamb and carried the baby sheep to the mother. She sniffed the wool and seemed unable to believe that her baby was alive again. The mother sheep touched noses with the lamb. Then the lamb tried to get some milk. At first the mother sheep moved away. Next she sniffed the lamb some more. Bah! The little lamb cried as it tried again to eat. But the mother wasn't sure. It took several more minutes of careful sniffing before she finally stood still and let the baby nurse. Before long, the mother sheep knew the smell of her new baby and William didn't have to keep the wool coat on the lamp whenever it was time for it to eat. And so a little lamb who needed a mother found one because another lamb died. Jesus is called the Lamb of God. He died so we could go to heaven and live forever. Now we are a part of his family. Thank you, Helen Charles, for a nice story. You are listening to The Voice of Hope from Pune, India. For more information about our program, do contact us. Here's our mailing address. Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number 17, Pune, 411-001, Maharashtra, India. Time to hear another song by Heritage Singers, We Are All God's Children. Thank you. 
Our Bible theme today is Teens and Jesus. This message will be presented by Pastor Frederick Paul. 2 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 10 As soon as ye hear the sound of the trumpet, then ye shall say, Absalom reigneth in Hebron. There is a long-haired youth in the Bible who reminds me of some of modern teenagers. His name was Absalom. He had many fine qualities of all David's sons. He was the most promising. He was handsome and intelligent. He had leadership capabilities, a sense of humor, and a magnetic personality. He was adventurous, ambitious, wholehearted, and daring. He had an unembarrassed confidence in his own ability. He lived magnificently in the king's palace. Common people loved him. Though he was an aristocrat, he was not aloof. He drove a chariot with 50 men running before him, and he had the wildest, fastest horses in the royal stables. Absalom was a genius with a human touch. One day, in the name of youth as against experience, he revolted against his own father. He stole the hearts of the people. The new generation challenged the old. With his admirers and loyal friends and leaders about him, Absalom crowned himself king in Hebron. Absalom had revolted. Number one, age of rebellion. What happens when one stomps his little foot and shakes his little fist toward God and says, I'm not going to do it. Leave me alone, God. I'm going to live my own life. Absalom is what happens. Judas Iscariot is what happens. Adolf Hitler is what happens. Teenagers arrested for serious crimes in cities all across America are what happens. The rebel spirit is as old as the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were rebels when they chose to eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The children of God rebelled against his ways and sought to build a tower to heaven. The prodigal son rebelled against his father and went away to the far country. Rebellion lies deep in the very nature of everyone who lives on planet earth. The question is how to make this rebellion creative, for it can be either creative or destructive. We can gather up these tendencies and be carried to the heights, or these pent-up emotions can cast us down to the depths. Anyone can break an egg, but who can put Humpty Dumpty together again? I wonder if our society is not aiding the rebel spirit. Absalom's society and home, his environment, added fuel to the flame of his rebel spirit. Too much leisure time. A father who lavished every luxury and comfort upon him, giving him expensive gifts, the finest clothing and horses and chariots, today it would be automobiles, encouraged his rebellion. His father gave Absalom everything materially, but he neglected Absalom's moral and spiritual training. Some of us give our children everything except the one thing that really counts the most, companionship. A society that distributes obscene literature and portrays filth and immorality on television and in the movies encourages a bad environment and insecurity and running with the wrong crowd and longing for love. These are all fuel that adds flames to the fire of a rebel spirit of our generation. 
What if this revolt is a symbol of deep hunger and thirst within for God and for a deeper meaning to life? Secondly, the avenues of rebellion. Absalom revolted against authority and restraint. He was a victim of self-will. I will do what I want to do. I will do as I please. I will love my own life. No one can stop me. Leave me alone. This is rebellion against any demands, against any discipline, against the cross. A new resident of the town informed the visiting minister when he called that she and her family were looking for a good modern church that won't make any demands on us. This is a part of the spirit of our age. Another avenue of rebellion is that of indulgence. I will drown myself in drink or drugs or delinquency. I can forget myself for a little while in my escapades, my dreams, my delusions. The results of this type of rebellion are the prodigal son, skidrow, and the boredom of a luxury hotel. Another road of rebellion is the way of the stoic. I can be my own god. I can be the master of my soul. Then there are those who seek to escape from reality. They become the dropouts. They lose themselves through conformity. They pretend to be someone else. They wear a mask. To wear a disguise to a party may be innocent fun. But to compel oneself to wear it in broad daylight is another thing. Thirdly, answer to rebellion. There is a thin line of difference between adventure and daring on the one hand and unfruitful rebellion on the other. Rebellion can be a noble thing. It is noble for youth to be adventurous and daring. Jesus revolted against tradition and custom in his day. He refused to treat people of other races with pride, hatred and contempt. He ate with sinners and publicans. He refused to adopt outward customs that were meaningless. However, it is one thing to revolt against custom and tradition and it is another to revolt against justice, righteousness and temperance. Sometimes it is wise to rebel and other times it is foolish. True rebellion is creative rather than destructive. If youth can choose the truth and move on to higher and nobler things, then to rebel is a wonderful thing. The youth who will accomplish the most in our world today are those who reach up to God for life, light and leadership. The love of David followed after Absalom. He felt that someday love would overtake his son. We hear the great cry of David in the room above the gate as the news comes that Absalom has been killed in battle. This love is so perfect in purity, unflagging in purpose, and invincible in appeal. Hear the great king say, O oh, Absalom, my son, my son, would God I could have died for thee. I wonder if Absalom really knew his father loved him like that. If Absalom could have heard it, he might have come home. Today we should listen for the voice of God. My son, I have died for you. The Absalom spirit of her heart should hear it. There is an old story of a couple engaged to be married. Just before the wedding day, the bride jilted the groom and ran away with another man. It broke his heart so that he could never go with another woman. A few years later, she returned to the community, having been deserted and broken by the lover. Everyone expected her old fiancé to cheer and say, serves her right for what she did to me. However, to their amazement, he went to her and professed he still loved her and would forgive all. 
she could not believe him. So great was her shame and sorrow that she could not comprehend that such love was still possible. He tried again and again to convince her, but his words were impotent. One day she was driving through town in her buggy. Something frightened her horse and it started to run away. Her life was in danger. And the farmer fiancé, seeing the situation, ran out and brought the horse under control. In so doing, he was severely injured. But as the woman took his head in her arms, he managed to say weakly, Maggie, don't you believe me now? I do love you. In the same way, God spoke of his forgiving love. But sinful people did not believe it. And so, in the fullness of time, he came in human form. He flung himself into the midst of a runaway world and in so doing was badly mangled, even killed on a cross. But does not that very act say to us, Won't you believe me now? I do love you. This is the story of the gospel. This is the love of God that reaches out to draw those who with the Absalom spirit to himself. The answer to rebellion is the cross. Heavenly Father, as we come to you in Jesus' name, we see the love of God on the cross. What a perfect performance for a wayfaring world, for a sinful world drenched in sorrow and hue and cry. But as we see the cross and Jesus hanging on that wondrous cross, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit will penetrate such a powerful thought that you love us and that you came to die for a wayfaring world. Father, as we look at the love of Jesus on the cross, we want to come back to you as we are. Accept us as we are, Lord. In Jesus' matchless name, we humbly pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Frederick Paul, for sharing God's word. You are listening to The Voice of Hope from Pune, India. I call upon you, Lord, to 
We trust that you've been enjoying our programs. The Bible says education starts at home and the book of Isaiah states the father shall make known your truth to the children. Isaiah chapter 38 verse 19. Dear listener, before anyone else has a chance to educate your children, we need to educate them about God. God gives us children for a time to train them in his way. to love them and to teach them how to follow and obey that brings us to the end of our program but for those of you who want to learn more on god's word are welcome to write to us on adventist world radio post box number 17 pune 411001 maharashtra india that is adventist world radio post box number 17 Pune 411001 Maharashtra India I'm Sharad and I'm Maureen signing out from Adventist World Radio Do remember to join us again Thank you for being with us today 
along with your family and friends. So until we meet you again via radio, we wish you goodbye and God bless you.